Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're on Long Final, Ireland's aviation podcast from Squawk 7000. Welcome to this episode of Long Final from Squawk 7000, Ireland's aviation podcast. In this episode, the story of a labour of love, the building of an aircraft that generates a smile for all who fly in her, called the Orvi Smile. The aircraft is EISRV, issued with its permit on March 9th and operated by Kevin Keir and Martin Doddy and based at Knock. Kevin and Martin join me now, as does the aircraft's builder, Stuart Hamilton. Gentlemen, welcome to the episode. Who's going to tell me the story of this stunning-looking aircraft? Kevin? Well, I, I, it could start with me, Michael, but I think really it all goes back to, to Martin. The, the, the whole RV uh, thing that got into our heads. Martin had an idea about building an RV-7. I wasn't really tuned into it at the time. He he went to a few ILS meetings and uh, was putting a plan together. And then that, uh, he'll tell you about that himself. I'm sure he'll, he'll tell you. And that kind of went by the wayside. And then I kind of got interested again, I think around about 2012. I didn't have, I didn't have the time, I didn't have the place, and more importantly, I didn't have the expertise to build one. So I decided that the best thing to do was, and in order to fly one, was to buy one. So I did, and I bought uh, an aircraft that was based at Kilrush called TKL, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners would know about an RV6. And that was my entry into the, into the RV community. I, I, I owned TKL up until... 2019, I think, 2019, Martin? 19, yeah, November 19. November 19, yeah. So I want you to get to 2019. But um, in, uh, I think it was around about, it would have been February of 2016, um, Martin called me down to the house for a cup of coffee one morning and he said, look, um, what do you think about um, building an RV7? And I said, yeah, sounds good. And um, so we set about talking about how we do this and where we do it and um, what, what the plan would be. Yeah, we, we, we were looking at options and um, where to build it and, and uh, what direction to go and who we one of the, the best guys to get advice on. Uh, I had met, I, I'd met Stuart once or twice at the ILS meetings and... Kevin, you also heard of Stuart to one of your... Yeah, a lot, a lot called Tony Khan, who was involved in a build in, 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 um, that, that Stuart subsequently got involved in. Uh, the, Tony Khan used to... Uh, I fly with Aer Lingus, and um, uh, Tony Khan used to fly with us, and then he went to British Airways. And he's from Limerick, and he's from the over. And um, Tony was involved in the build um, with three other guys. And, um, and I knew that... They had started the build themselves, but I knew the city shop. I said, well, I wasn't sure who. So I rang Tony, and Tony 
uh, mentioned Stuart and said Stuart was the man to do the job. He was the, the, the best guy in the country. And so oh. that, that was it really. We said, Grant, that's made up our minds. And and, uh, and we made the phone call and we, we arranged to be Stuart and have a chat about it. Well, Stuart, you're and, on the uh, call as well. Uh, they're building you up to uh, to, to this uh, amazing introduction we have to give you. Um, tell me about your involvement in the project from your perspective. I can't remember exactly who contacted me, but somebody did, and we met up in a local hotel and started to chat about it, and uh, we, we, we came to an agreement, and I said, uh, guys, I'd, uh, I'd love to. And what's your background in, in the building of aircraft? A friend of mine, Brian Shane, RV7, as he has uh, Echo India, Victory India, India, I think it was 2008 or 2009, maybe, approached me to say that he was just started to build and circumstances being he needed someone to give him a hand. Long story short, I looked at it and I was completely captivated by the whole thing. And Brian's flew, I think, 2011, late 2011, I think. Mark, we kind of missed over at the beginning of our, of our conversation that of you being the catalyst behind this idea. What, what put the fire in your belly to, to build an aircraft yourself? One of um, another captain that I fly with in Belfast, he used to talk about this RV-7 home-built aircraft. And uh, he had started one a couple of years earlier. He, he talked so much about it that I had to come and see what he was doing. Me still flying and instructing light aircraft when I realized what he meant by a home built or that type of a home built, mm. it being an all metal aircraft um, that could pull 6G uh, aerobatic. Um, it had a short field performance. Me also from a farming background, always wanted to, to fly in and out of my own field. Also, it always held its, its resale value. And doing a bit of research on what he was what he was saying, he was right, and he's still right today. He got what was known as a slow build. He got he got um, all his, his his two formats: a quick build and a slow build. And the slow build it, it adds in his case it added another three or four years to the build. He has finished his and flown it a couple of months before ours, but he was an extra seven or eight years building it. That's an amazing um, commitment of time to, to any single project. How do you keep the enthusiasm going on something like that? If you have flown one, you will never give up. Basically, <laughs> basically, it's it's a remarkable, remarkable airplane to fly. It's 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 hard to describe it, but if you have flown one, you'll want to build one. Once that's why, after Kevin and Kevin was kind enough to let me fly his for a, a good few hours on Kevin's old aircraft, and uh, that's why the cup of coffee was called mm. uh, down in my house because I felt that we'd want to move forward on, on, on building a complete new one from scratch. That was my feeling on that and that's because of how it flies. Well, Kevin, Remarkable. expand on that passion for us. You know, having owned one and, and then gotten into the business of building one, what is it about the RV7 or the, or the 6 even? Um, well, it's just the, it's, it's, it's what's known in the business as the RV smile. Martin kind of was, was alluding to there, and, and I guess really, um, if you fly airplanes too, and, 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 and light aircraft, it's just it's the aircraft itself. It's it's very it's very sensitive. It'll bite you very quickly. It reacts very quickly. I, I'll give you a story. Um, the, the guy that built the the airplane, the the the, the GKL, the RV6 that I owned, and I was looking for some 
parts for it uh, after I bought it. And I was looking where, where I would suss them out, if I could suss them out of the vans or whatever. So I rang him, um, a guy called John Kelsall, and um, he had an engineering business um, in the UK. We would chat and fair play to him. He, he was very good, very knowledgeable. He came back to me very quickly with the, the pieces that I was looking for and where, and where, I, would, where I could suss them out. And we were talking about the aircraft. He was actually involved in three of them. He built three. He built a, an RV-6, which is the one, the, the, the one that I had. He, he was involved in an RV-7, and he, and, and he finished off um, a half-built RV-8. So he was quite experienced in it. And, and, uh, but he said, he said that the six that he built was the best one he built. And, and then he made this comment to me, which he said, he said, look, he says, he said I'm, not, I'm not bragging, he said, but he said, he said, it handles exactly like a Spitfire. And he said, the only reason I know that, he said, is that I've actually flown a Spitfire. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's, that's a pretty good indictment. And it's funny that it, there's a lot of RAF guys that when they retire, this is the, this is the choice of airplane that they go for. Hmm. Because of what Mark said, it's, it's plus six minus three, you know, so yeah, you, you can, you know, you can put an inverter system into it as a cherry offices. There's actually a display you know, team, I think, in, in the UK uh, based on, on, on the RV. There, there, there is the Black Ravens, yeah. They, they have five RV8s, yeah, that they, they use, yeah. Um, and I think some of them are X, or, 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 yeah, or, or X, or, yeah, or whatever. But that, that's the preferred choice, apparently. And, and, and maybe that will explain to your listeners that, you know, the the reason why we went for it is just the pleasure of flying it. It's just, you get out of it and you're smiling, and you're smiling for a long time afterwards, you know. Um, it's, it's, an, it's a great airplane it, to fly. It, it, like airplane it has the versatility of, of aerobatics, but also of being a touring aircraft. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it ticks an awful lot of boxes. Hmm. So, um, and depending on the version, like I, I went for the six, which is side by side. So the criteria for me was when I was, for me was I hadn't much experience on, on, um, on tail draggers. Um, a lot of experience on on, on, on tricycle aircraft, but nothing on, on, on tail drivers. So I wanted that. That was one of the ticks. The other one was uh, I wanted an aircraft that you could have a little fun in, hence plus six minus three. And I wanted something that had a short field performance and take off and land. Mm. And the RVs, the RVs, uh, they they tick all those boxes into in, in space. So and depending on so it was just depending on the model and the one for me was the side by side which is I wanted you know instead of being a bit in tandem I wanted someone beside me that I could you know Chata. look them in the face yeah. as, they were, as they were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, can I go back to you or, for or, as, or as I was as I was screaming as you were screaming exactly I, I was going to go back to you Stuart because you know I, I'm thinking about the idea that these lads get in touch with you with a you know a, a great deal of enthusiasm and even as I say practical exposure to the aircraft. But what what do you look out for if you were going to get involved in a project like this? What, what's your criteria for involvement? Um. My criteria has changed, uh, but be able to look back uh, uh, and say what it is, what the criteria is. But uh, it's the relationship with the guys that have asked you to to help out and build. Uh, that's terribly important uh, because if it if it becomes fraught, where's the fun in that? Hmm. So uh, the relationship uh, has to be good. Um, I, it, it's it's all about the pleasure of doing the job after that, you know. Uh, and I'm very lucky; these guys let me fly their airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> and as Kevin is saying, that you, you you've once once you've been flying them, you, you just never want to fly something else. 
you just want to stay with them. So responsive, you know, two fingers and a thumb on the joystick, you can do everything. Or else uh, on, on the, the other side of the scale, shall we say, take off anywhere uh, in, in Middle Ireland. You're, you're in France, touching down in two hours. Wow. It doesn't burn a lot of juice. As, and for a tail dragger, they're quite benign in a way. Martin mentioned uh, a slow build and a, and a quick build. Can you differentiate those for us? Uh, the slow build is, is, is flat pack. It's IKEA. It's absolutely flat pack. Hmm. And y- you've got all the flat pieces and you have to put them all together. You know, there's a certain amount of preparation done for you with it, but uh, you really have to put it together. Now, the quick build is the fuselage would arrive looking like uh, an aluminium canoe, an open top canoe. And you start there and you start putting your stuff in. The wings are probably, depending on what you're putting into them, they are, say, 70-75% already built. So the, the hard stuff is done in the wings. The tanks, which are always cause a bit of grief building, they are fabricated and fitted to the wings and the spars are, are ready for you. And you just have to do some skinning and finishing off the wings, the tips, etc. Uh, a fair amount of work per wing, but nonetheless, um, as I say, about 70, 75% done. What, what was the timeline for Romeo Victor, which we're talking about at the moment? Uh, like when, when did that start and, and, and how did it progress? I think it took four years, but there was a lot of breaks in between for me. Uh, there was other projects going on uh, and other jobs that I got involved in. But as a rule of thumb for a quick build, I usually say two years. So what was it, uh, guys? Was it uh, 2016 when the first Yeah, box 2016, yeah. Yeah, uh, the first box, the they vans send you the, the all the bits for the empennage and you learn on the empennage. And uh, a lot of guys have learned on the empennage and put it away and never looked at it again. <laughs> if you get my meaning, I, I do, and I'm I'm just curious how how did you get past that then? Like, what when was that, and how did that happen? Um, well, for me, we kept we kept the pressure on him, Michael. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we did, we didn't really have to. He enjoyed building it. W- were you hands on yourselves, guys? Uh, Martin Gavin, we were to a, yeah, we were to a point when we Stuart would let be. you. Yes, when Stuart us. A, a bit like that, but at certain times you do need the second body. You know, mm. get into that fuselage there on your back with the with with the the booking bar, and and behave yourself. I'll tell you what to do, <laughs> type of thing. Yes. <laughs> for those for flying the aircraft, having built it, is that um. Well, I'm curious about that experience because, uh, you know, you you must have an extra insight into every sound and every sense of the aircraft. Yes, uh, it, it, you, you try to ignore that. You, you just Do you? Try to have faith <laughs> in what you've done. You, you have gone over it several times. Um, but yeah, you, you do feel little vibrations and changes and wonder what's going on there. Who did the test flight? Uh, uh, I did. Kevin did. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, F- brave man. Well done. Tell us yeah, about that, yeah, Kevin. Yeah. It was it, it was funny because we all along it was kind of it was kind of thought that I would do the test flight all along, and then um, at the end of um, 
2019, I was diagnosed with with, um, with a bit of bowel cancer. So um, that kind of took me out of the loop. Um, and thank God it's all, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've got through it and it's been very successful. And I caught it early. And for anyone out there, that's, um, um, I, I would uh, say to you, if you have any symptoms of like that, don't hesitate, go get them checked out. The earlier you get this thing or anything like this, the better it is. So my advice to anyone, um, as, a, as a bit of side information, is um, um, get yourself checked out. Uh, don't worry about the COVID. Go out and get yourself checked and um, keep on top of it. And so um, I was very lucky just one. But it took me out of the loop. And um, all of 2020, um, as I was going through what I was going through, um, you know, I went through some some chemotherapy with it. I had the operation from chemotherapy, and then uh, eventually um, I was on a on a, on a colostomy bag, and I had that operation reversed. Um, and the airplane was coming to the point whereby it was going to be finished and ready for the test flight, but it didn't look like that I would have my license back to do that. Um, but because of the COVID and the stuff going on, it, it actually stretched out a bit. And I did get well. I got my life back. Uh, we had a couple of people in mind to do the flight check, but it was proven difficult uh, with the restrictions. So it eventually came back to me and because I was a, the fellow that was going to do it. So, yeah, I got, I, got, I got my license back. I got checked out um, in Brian's aircraft. And... Um, and I was happy to do it, and I was uh, um, um, privileged to actually um, get the chance to fly this aircraft, uh, fly an aircraft that never been flown before. Mm. And um, it was a great experience, and I cherish that for as long as I live. It was just, it was fantastic. Um, okay. And it's a great airplane. It's a great airplane. Stuart has done an incredibly good job. I've flown a few RVs, and, and you know, it sounds like a cliche, but it is the best one I've flown. By, by a country mile, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Stuart, tell us about the colour of the aircraft. I know we're, we're, it's only people are only hearing us chat rather than seeing us, but um, we will encourage people and we'll put we'll put a picture up on the programme notes as well. It's a stunning colour scheme. Well, th- this is, is down to uh, Kevin and Martin, really. Uh, they spotted another aircraft uh, and um, they, uh, what I gather, they, they contacted the people and, uh, and said, would you mind if we copied? It was it was something I spotted uh, on the AOPA website. Mm. It was actually something. It was a, it was a, it was a video clip of a of an RV ten that was that was uh, refurbished uh, to AOPA in the states, and it, it, there was a video test of that against the Cirrus. And um, the, the color scheme caught my eye. So I and then I, I thought of another video of how they refurbished this thing, and, and then I. I, I Send it on to Martin and said, but what do you think about this little color? We'd already picked out a color. We'd already chosen a color, which um, was kind of a red-gray, red-gray, silvery um, uh, paint scheme. But I sent this on to Martin and I said, what do you think? And Martin says, absolutely, that's the color. That's it. And um, so and this aircraft, this RV-10 that I, I overhad, it, it, was, um, it was in a raffle for its members. So you joined this raffle in America and I think you paid 100 bucks or something and you had the chance to win this aircraft. They'd done a fabulous job. They did a whole job. They refurbished the whole lot. They, they, they repainted it. Uh, new avionics. And um, I emailed um, someone in the, over there in Aopa um, and I said, look, um, we liked your aircraft. It's done a brilliant job. Uh, we're building an RV7 and do you mind if we copied the color scheme? And she replied back and said, um, absolutely, um, no problem there. And by the way, my ancestors from County Cork, as usual. <laughs> it works. <laughs> uh, send me a picture when you have it done. So I said, no problem uh, there. And that was it. Martin will explain to you the actual process about painting the aircraft because it was, it was a bit of a challenge in the finish. Before you, you say anything, uh, whatever about me building the aircraft, I had nothing to do with the painting of the aircraft. That is down to Martin. <laughs> And the amount of work that he put into that, uh, fabulous, let me say. Carry on. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, um, the, the spraying of the aircraft, I have a, a good mate close by who does car spraying. And he's he's quite, he, he's got a very good reputation for the business. So I had uh, mentioned about spraying an aircraft. And, and uh, of course, he had no experience in spraying an aircraft. But he said, yeah, yeah, there'd be no problem but as long as we... Um, we get we get all the 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 the, um, the primers and that right for the for the aluminium, but the the process started with with uh, we wanted to out chrome the aircraft or otherwise known as anodyne in, in America where you um, you you treat the aluminium that uh, gives it a longer life against corrosion. So we decided to do that. Not that many light aircraft will be done with that. So we we started with that procedure here in Sligo. And then we went for the the, the, the two-pack um, proxy primer, which is the green primer to put on aircraft. 
and to there, then we had to work out the, to get the stripes and the design on the aircraft. Now that proved very challenging because I, I was of the opinion that uh, some of that could have been done um, computer driven. And I had one or two lads look at it and said, no, no. In some cases, they could do a wrap. In other words, a stick on vinyl for for, for the stripes and, and change the color. So put on a base color and, and do the vinyl finish. But uh, other people was advising against that due to uh, can cause corrosion, cause problems. We ventured down with, um, with, with tape and everything on. So we had to put on, you can't put black over, over red. So everything had to go black first. Then wherever the red was going on and then followed by the gold, that was all done with, um, with fine line blue, fine line blue tape as known as and masked out every time. There was a lot of hours put into that, but the end result was was very impressive. And, and I have to mention the guy that was was with me doing it was uh, Peter Gallagher of Gallagher Motors here in Sligo. Mm. So when a project like this starts to come to an end, if it ever does, I'm wondering. By the way, there's the unveiling of it. Did did um, how was that for for you all? Because you know you put so much effort into something over a long period of time, and then it's done. Is there, was there a moment of anticlimax or or pure joy? I think it was a combination of both for me because we had penciled in or we had planned to have uh, a crowd of people there. And there was a lot of our friends that wanted to be there. Uh, so we were going to make an event of it um, because, of, again, COVID, uh, it was the very opposite from that point of view. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that, that uh, were to be there haven't seen it yet. Um, but on the other hand, it was a joy. The day it, it, it leaped into the air and and and, and to see it fly, mm. it was it was and still is a joy because every time it goes into the air, it, it, I get that feeling. Whether I'm in it or not, I still get that feeling. <laughs> yeah. And Stuart, as the builder, when you know, do, do you ever get to detach from the project, or are are you still connected? No, it's terribly difficult to to get detached from them because you've spent so much time. You, you can look at an individual rivet and almost remember um, that damn rivet gave me a lot of bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, as uh, you were talking with Martin uh, about uh, basically about your feelings on the day and what happens. Usually, I've been at quite a few first flights, and it's usually a big party mm. great time lots of people around and planes fly in you know it, it, it's an occasion and it was uh, sad that this time with this plane that we we couldn't have the party but uh, nonetheless um i remember the the first time like brian's plane when i saw it fly first saw it take off and, and zoom overhead i was in tears uh, okay, I've hardened up a little since then, but <laughs> the emotion is still there. Yeah. Still there. Kevin, if I can go back for a moment, you, you were sharing your, your own story there uh, about you know the challenge that you went through. And I, I do like the way that you reaffirmed the idea that people should get things checked out early. And what's the phrase they say to men? Don't die of embarrassment. Uh, the other thing that occurs to me is that going through that treatment for you, there, there must have been you know moments where you would feel reasonably low. What role did the aircraft play in keeping your spirits up? 
it, it's always yeah it, it, there was ups and downs of it you know and you know you certainly the initial prognosis and you, you, you certainly look at your your own mortality and it's at the time to be the um, what to be you didn't do that so yeah there was a lot of that um, um, but the aircraft the project is just you know this thing you know this thing was ongoing and you know we were going to get there we were going to build this thing oh. and it was it was a great goal to have through all and, and, and even besides my own what I was going through I think um, even for the other guys as well I think it's it, you know um, with what this COVID has brought to the to, to, to the country and the world indeed and um, to have something like this um, has been brilliant you know um, and um and like that, I mean, I echo what the lads have said there about um, the test flight and the day that the day that we unveiled it as such. And um, it was disappointing not to have the people that we wanted there, uh, our family and our friends. And yeah. um, you know, it 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 it, it would have been a good, you know an even better occasion than what it was. The prospect of uh, of a couple of summers to come, the occasional fly in and and maybe air show etc. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing this this aircraft uh, in the future. I think. Yeah, we're looking forward to to um, to, to getting to as many many fly ins as we can, and um, you know, and, and, and you know, you know, far, you know, going across the water as well in France, and this airplane will give us options for that you know so yeah that's all down the road hopefully well when people join us on squawk 7000 we like to find out a little bit about their their flying background as well and where it all started and and and, and where they go martin if i go to you first uh, your first flight first flight would have been in uh, knock airport with uh, john coin i met john before aviation he was a serviceman a local serviceman for fridge freezers so I asked him for a spin one day and he said, come up. And he did. He brought me for the spin. And uh, he said, um, I have to say, I was what you'd call a nervous passenger. <laughs> I was going fine until he started to bank the aircraft. I didn't like that. Bit, but he says, we've got a turn to go back. <laughs> so he did say it to everybody uh, when I had left the airport, we won't see him again. And uh, I was going down the road discovering that that was one of the few things that completely occupied my mind and I want more. Wow. So the next Saturday I arrived up and he couldn't believe it. And that was the start. And uh, within, um, within about 18 months of the PPL, then about a uh, year and a half after that, I got the instructor's rating and light aircraft. And um, then um, from there, um, I went commercial in 98. With uh, Virgin Express, uh, I was there for two years, and then went to go and Stansted for the two years, and uh, then went to Belfast in zero three, where I got my command in zero three with EasyJet, and uh, I'm there since I moved from the the Boeing in 2010 onto the Airbus. That's me in aviation, still flying the light aircraft that I got my first flight on, and I'm still doing uh, instruction and gift vouchers on. To this day, it's it's uh, PA twenty eight. It's the one forty. Nice little Cherokee, lovely aircraft, lovely aircraft, and still going strong. Still going strong. Stuart, yeah. how did how did you find yourself uh, get, getting at the sticky end of, of flying? Always mad uh, into aircraft, especially uh, vintage aircraft. World War Two used to go to a lot of uh, 
air shows uh, in the UK and that. But finally, uh, my good wife gave me a voucher for the local flying club. And I went there and had my first flight with uh, Pat Lanigan Ryan in his mall. Yeah, that was it. Uh, truly and utterly bitten. Continued to join the club and continued, got my PPL and carried on from there. I, I, I didn't do any commercial or, or instruction stuff. Um, wasn't into that. Then, as I say, in, I think it was, I say, uh, 2009, Brian asked me to give my hand with his RV and that end of it took off from there and it's been a pure pleasure ever since. Thank you, Brian. What will be next for you, Stuart? Next is uh, to do a lot more flying and less uh, and not building. No, not building. <laughs> Just uh, flying for a change. Why are the two lads smiling when you said that? They both, they both. You could, if you could only see the two of them here on the screen, yeah. they don't believe you. I think is that it, guys? No, 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 we do believe him. Oh, you do we believe him. We do, do believe him, yeah. <laughs> uh, Echo India Sierra Romeo Victor is my swan song. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so more flying and less building. Yes. Kevin, what did you do to the poor man? Uh, what did we do? I don't know what we did. So, but, but just uh, just other registrations that Stuart brought it up. Um, we, we actually wanted to register the aircraft. We, we personalised the registration. Mm. And um, we wanted, we were looking for the, the registration EISTU, Sierra Tango Uniform, because we, we wanted to call it after the man who the EI Stew. And that unfortunately was taken up by air contractors and all those. And um, so I, I went to a variety of different ones. And the only one that really, that would, you know, that had any significance was SRV, Stuart's RV. So that's. That's, that's really that, the that, that's a lovely tribute. As we're going through the yeah. logbooks, Kevin, your turn. First flight? Uh, first flight was um, uh, uh, probably something like yourself, Mike. Like, uh, we never snapper back in 1980, don't believe in search. Mm. Like everyone else, I wanted to fly an airplane. And, um, Martin has mentioned John Kine and another guy called Sean McIntyre, two lads, two service engineers in, in Charlottetown, the hometown, Mayo. And they were members of the, the Mayo Flying Club uh, at the time. Uh, flying in Castle Bar. And um, so January of that year, I believe, so I decided, well, that's, you know, this is my career, so what I want to do, so I might as well fly an airplane and see if I like it. And uh, and the lads are flying, so they, they took me over, and that was that was the day before my 17th birthday. And uh, that was my first flight. It's something you'll never forget, you know. And, and uh, in that, with um, a guy called, a legend called Tom Kniff, you might have, the, the, the lads and the flying service was probably thought of Tom Kniff, mm-hmm. chief flying instructor there. Uh, in, a, in a Cherokee 140 um, um, Alpha Tank Kilo. Very similar to the aircraft we have in the club now, which is AOB. And from that to an Airbus? And from that, yeah, it was a struggle to, uh, from there, um, lots of different types of flying instructing. Uh, we we, uh, we left the like when, when, when the Monsignor Horn graciously built the airport for us, I'm talking about the Connick Air Club. We, mm. we, um, it, was our, it was really our idea to the Monsignor's for the airport there. Not a lot of people believe that story, but we, we planted that seed in his head. So he built the airport and not, and then Charlotte Sanders, I decided that that's suitable. Yeah, a runway you can land and take off in about six times, I think. Isn't that it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 We, we, which we've done. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, from there, yeah, to the Connick Air Club and to, 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 um, to Air Lingus uh, back in 1989. That was. Uh, and, um, and, and and still there to this day. 
Well, can we thank the three of you for joining us on uh, on our long final version of Squawk 7000. Uh, your enthusiasm is infectious. Gavin knows, Stuart, there might be other people knocking at your door yet, even though you said it was the swan song. And we wish you all the very best and fair weather to fly in Sierra Romeo Victor. Kevin Stewart and Martin, thank you for joining us on Long Final. Thank you very much. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Long Final from Squawk7000.ie. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and do tell your friends.